Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone I'm gonna make this place your home. Good morning. You're listening to the Kern County Real Estate Review on AM 1560, FM 97.7, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com with your host, Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group at Coldwell Banker. Consistently ranked as one of the best in the business nationwide, Lori's been selling real estate in Kern County for over three decades, during which time she's successfully helped over 11,000 families meet their real estate needs. So if you're thinking of buying or selling, there's no better choice than the McCarty Group. Working with an expert makes the process easy and puts more money in your pocket. You can either Google the McCarty Group, that's M-C-C-A-R-T-Y, or call 661-665-SOLD. And those numbers are 661-665-7653. And she or one of her partners will be delighted to help you. Let them make you their next success story. And a good morning to you, Lori. Good morning, Adelaide. How are you doing this morning? Um, well, we know it's uh, New Year's Eve, but here's here's the thing that's been blowing my mind, yep. and I've gotten answers on both sides. I need to ask you, uh-huh. is it New Year's Eve 2022 or New Year's Eve 2023? Well, it's New Year's Eve 2022. Is it? It is. This is still 2022. Is it? Oh, stop it. <laughs> you know, it's, I'm blonde. I've had both sides come at me. and People are like, no, it's 2023. No, it's 2022. It is. It's 2022. Let's not overthink it, though. Tomorrow it'll be 2023. <laughs> but tomorrow will be 2023, so it's been, it's been blowing my mind here a little bit. But how's the weekend going so far? <laughs> uh, you know, with it being so close to the end of the year, uh, I've been swamped. It seems mm. like, you know, everybody wanted to close deals before the year end, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you pair that with the holidays, uh, frankly, this last week has been a zoo for me. Mm. Um, honestly, though, I'm very excited to see what 2023 has in store. Uh, and I am hopeful for another great year. I have been very blessed once again this year, and um, a huge thank you, um, heart full of gratitude to everyone who made that possible. Mm. So after this show is a wrap, uh, I'm planning on going home and relaxing. You know, I have never been a big fan of going out on New Year's Eve. I used to really petition my parents hard to do that, (laughs) even when I was an adult, right? They would be like, nope, you can't go out. One year, I was like, I am a grown woman. I am going out. I'm 20 years old. Um, I did. And all it took was one wild driver at Mm. 9 o'clock at night uh, for me to turn right around and go back home and say, okay, I understand. I'm here. Mm -hmm. Um, So, um, frankly, 
to I'm going to ignore that madhouse out there. I'm going to watch the ball drop at home with a Diet Dr. Pepper in hand, and I'm going to be wearing PJs, okay? <laughs> you know what? That, that you're, you're so right about that, too. And I even think, you know what? I'm good, and will I make it to midnight on the East Coast? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I'll make the New York midnight because I'll probably fall asleep by 930. I'm just going to say I'll you do and Bob my best. Both. I'll do my best. But um, I do see that we have a guest in the studio today. So who do we have and uh, what are we chatting about today? Well, our guest this morning is Gary Crabtree. He is an esteemed and very well-known appraiser. And frankly, I think he's the local expert on predicting our real estate market. Mm. Um, he is really kind of a local celebrity. Uh, he's consistently on the news and he's in the paper talking about our local real estate economy. Um, he also releases his newsletter that's called the Crabtree Report. And I plan on finding out from Gary what his predictions are for the housing market for the new year. Um, I can't wait for him to share his forecast for 2023. But before I do, I have two news stories that I want everyone to hear about. So on the show, you guys might notice that I alternate between sharing some hard-hitting, serious topics, and then I'll switch it up to some fluffier subjects, right? You know, I, I really enjoy changing it up. One week we'll talk about haunted houses, and the next week we're talking about foreclosures. Mm. Um, I like to keep all of you guys on your toes. Um, so since we're talking about the forecast for our local real estate market today, I thought I would start out the show with a funnier or lighter news story. Hmm. Um, now, it's not really news, but it struck me as something that I thought would be really fun to share. You know, recently there was an agent in North Carolina that posted a home for sale with a listing description that was, well, I don't know, how do I say this? Um, they were brutally honest hmm. in their description. So look, us real estate agents, we try to, I don't know, sugarcoat our description of the homes. We can't really say that a home is a complete dump. I mean, <laughs> gosh, I'm thinking that the sellers would get their feelings hurt. And I don't think too many buyers would be interested in looking at a property that was described that way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so instead, we say something like it's a fixer-upper or the home, I don't know, needs some TLC, right? Now, this North Carolina listing agent took a completely different approach. He didn't sugarcoat anything. Um, and to, to truly give you the full flavor of his description, let me just read it to you in full. So here's what he said. If you're looking for a real fixer-upper on the Outer Banks, this is it. This one is uglier than your third divorce. <laughs> Located between the highways in Kill Devil Hills and on a quiet street that is close to the beach, this home has unlimited potential. Home is in an ex-flood zone, meaning that no flood insurance will be required. This might be the, in all caps, worst house you have ever seen on the Outer Banks, but it's priced accordingly. Having been completely neglected for the past several years, it is a complete disaster and will not be for the faint at heart. Roof has leaked and ceiling and insulation in most areas have fallen down. Mold is evident on the home. Home is being sold, as is, where is, 
and while you are welcome to get a home inspection done, no repairs or credits will be made by the seller. The 8x8 pilings at the home appear to be in good shape. Only cash offers will be given serious consideration. Do not enter or enter at your own risk. Listing agent and or seller will not be responsible for any injuries incurred while on the property. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Uglier than your third divorce. That bounced right out at me, and that's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Now, did this listing description actually work? I mean, did the property actually sell? (laughs) Oh, this listing description totally did its job. The client was completely on board with the description before it went live, and it actually paid off for them. The property was listed for just under 200000 but more than 20 offers on the property came in. Now, it's also worth noting that similar vacant lots this close to the beach typically sell for 350000 So this home was actually a deal. And on top of all this, it got the agent an awful lot of free advertising. (laughs) There were multiple news stories about the listing description, and I'm sure that the agent must have been the talk of the town. (laughs) I feel like you really rolled the dice on (laughs) it, too, on that one. Boy, that could have went either way. Now, Lori, would you ever write a listing description like this one? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, um, I'm not really sure. I think it would really depend. I mean... Honestly, I could have some fun with my foreclosure listings Mm. doing this, but the REO lenders, frankly, they wouldn't allow it, right? They Mm. want to present their properties in the best possible light. And when it comes to traditional resale listings, I think it would all depend on the conversation with the actual sellers. I mean, obviously, I really wouldn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. And sometimes, even when a home is in complete shambles the homeowners have difficulty recognizing it i mean after all they've lived in it day in and day out if they've loved it then i know they think that surely so will the quote-unquote right buyer Mm. you know i have to walk a very fine line in these situations in many ways my job is to help homeowners see their home through the eyes of a potential buyer And that can involve helping them recognize the flaws in the home that they're wanting to sell. So, and I I have to do that while also not offending them. Now, many times the sellers I deal with are truth seekers and they're complete realists. And maybe they've inherited a property that does need some upkeep and they would be completely open to this type of a listing description, just like this seller was. So I think ultimately, it comes down to knowing who your audience is. Okay, well, that makes perfect sense. I just got to throw that out there too. On the dating apps, maybe be for real too. Oh, I'm just saying. Good point, (laughs) right? Because aren't they going to figure out the truth eventually? Yes, I've disappointed a few first dates. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, that actually makes sense. And um, you did mention now that you have two news stories to share today. Okay, yes, you're right. All right, what's the other one? Yeah. Yeah, so now now we're on to the other side of the spectrum because this next one, it, it isn't fluff and frankly, it isn't funny. Um, Lending Tree recently surveyed 2,033 Americans aged 18 to 76 about the housing market. 
Now, they found that 41% of those surveyed believe that the housing market is going to crash in Mm. the next 12 months, with a crash being defined in the survey as a significant drop in home values in a short period of time, which, frankly, I found depressing. I mean, Mm -hmm. it made me feel like they haven't been listening to the Kern County Real Estate Review. (laughs) So, Adelaide, we need Mm. to do a much better job of getting the word out. Yes, yes. (laughs) I mean, honestly, all kidding aside, the article really did surprise me. Now, millennials were the most likely generation to agree with this information at 44%. While baby boomers were the least likely, but still their numbers were at 35%. And of those expecting a crash, three out of four think it will be as bad or worse Hmm. than the 2008 housing market crash. Oh my goodness. Do you you think those surveyed, they're overreacting? I do think they're overreacting. Look, we might see a dip in home prices, but I don't think we're going to see a crash or a significant drop in a short period of time. I mean, the housing market was so hot in 2020, 2021, and the early part of 2022, that any return to normal is going to seem like a really big decline. I've said it, it feels like a thousand times before, that when you're speeding along the highway of real estate appreciation, and all of a sudden you drop down to normal, it feels like you're standing still. Mm -hmm. So if we experience a slight reduction in values, it's going to feel to some like a dramatic decline. I have likened this before to speeding on the highway, and then you drop back down to the normal speed limit. All of a sudden, it feels like you're standing still. Um, But even if we experience a double-digit decline in home prices in the year ahead, frankly, home values would still be up by double digits compared to 2019, which was before the pandemic. But this is something I want to talk to our guest about a lot more. Now, it's almost time to introduce him, but looking at the clock, before we do, Let's take a short break. Sound like a plan? Perfect. Sounds like a plan. Great. So stay tuned out there. We'll be back in a minute after this short break. You're listening to the Kern County Real Estate Review with Lori McCarty of Coldwell Banker Preferred Realtors here on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. And to reach Lori, you can call her or her team anytime at 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. Or you can go to her website at themccartygroup.com, where you can tour all the properties available in Kern County from the comfort of your couch. Request an in-person tour, find out the value of your home, and see the McCarty Group's success stories. Ranked number eight in North America for Coldwell Banker and the only Kern County realtor to be listed in the Wall Street Journal's Top 100 Agents for 2021, she is truly an expert in her field. Her desire, as well as that of her team, is to not only achieve their clients' goals, but to exceed their expectations. So let them do just that. We'll be right back with the Kern County Real Estate Review here on KNZR.
And we're back this morning with Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group on the Kern County Real Estate Review. Here on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. Now, I feel like we've kept him waiting forever. So without further ado, I'm honored and privileged, thrilled and excited to introduce our guest today, longtime friend, great real estate appraiser, Gary Crabtree. Um total market expert here locally. So good morning, Gary. How are you doing? Morning, Lori. Uh, Doing well. Doing well. Fantastic. So Gary, for those who've been living under a rock, help them understand in our audience who you are and tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, I'm a Bakersfield native. So born, raised in Bakersfield, attended East High and Bakersfield College. Uh, served in the U.S. Navy in the Naval Aviation Division of the U.S. Navy for four years. Thank you for your service. And then came uh, back to Bakersfield uh, seeking uh, actually something in aviation <laughs> for employment. Good friend of mine and high school friend and a longtime realtor, John Gregg, mm-hmm was working for a local savings and loan association, and he approached me when I was working at Meadows Field uh, for Pacific Airlines, uh, and he asked me if I would be interested in becoming a real estate appraiser. Okay. So we went and interviewed. Um, They liked me enough to hire me, and that launched my appraisal career in 1962. Wow. Uh, And for... That period of time, I was trained. There wasn't any local real estate appraisal courses. Uh, So I had to obtain my appraisal education through uh, the American Savings and Loan Institute, the Society of Real Estate Appraisers, which was a uh, professional appraisal organization. And uh, then to make a long drive over the ridge every week to UCLA for my advanced studies. So that all took place, and I stayed in the savings and loan business as an appraiser until 1975, at which time I opened my independent fee business and have been at it ever since. That's fantastic. So tell our listeners about the Crabtree Report. What exactly is it, and how did it become what it is today? It was a very interesting interesting adventure that we had. First of all, I I was tracking the market as I do, and that's part of my due diligence as an appraiser. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in 2005, uh, we had seven large brokerages in Bakersfield that split away from the multiple listing service and opened their own MLS. So in order to be able to uh, understand the full market, because we had one MLS service that had about a 65% market share. The new MLS service had about a 35% market share. And so to understand the full market, I had to belong to both of the multiple listing services. Uh, They were both on different platforms. Mm -hmm. So I had to download and aggregate all of the information for the Bakersfield market. Uh, And at that point in time, it became quite valuable because the California Association of of Realtors, for example, they put out their monthly report. They include Bakersfield. They were only getting two-thirds of the market information. Right. 
So they, the economist called me and said, Gary, would you like to share your information? At that time, I realized it had value. Mm-hmm. And so that started the Crabtree Report. Fantastic. Um, now, you are often interviewed by the local media to give your opinion about uh, our, our real estate market. And I think that you're viewed by uh, those in the real estate industry as an expert on the subject. I know you are by me. Um, how do you think you became uh, the Kern County real estate market guru? Probably through due diligence, the fact that I had aggregated all of the data and I was the only one that had it, for one thing. Uh, But what also motivated me to start releasing information to the public uh, was my frustration with the media, Mm -hmm. uh, both television and print. Uh, They were not following the market. They didn't know what the market was doing. So they would pull wire stories off of the wire services, which had no relation whatsoever to Bakersfield. Right. And I would then read those in the paper, and they were 180 degrees out of phase. So so, uh, I became frustrated and said, call them all. And I said, look, if you want the right information, consult somebody locally. Stop relying upon national wire stories. Uh, and try to apply them to a local market that has no relationship to that. And I appreciate that because so many times, even today, you still see headlines that reflect national news that doesn't relate to our local market and our local economy. Don't you agree? Oh, yes. I I mean, you know, the the adage of uh, real estate is local is is very, very true. our market uh, is completely different than many of the other markets in California. We happen to be in the San Joaquin Valley. Uh, we have the lowest prices because we have the uh, least amount of, of, of expensive land available or more expensive land available. So it, it got to it gets to a point where our market is different than driving across 46 to the coast or to uh, down to uh, Los Angeles or up to San Francisco. Uh, so our market is very unique. It's very special. It uh, has uh, a completely different set of drivers of the economy with agriculture and oil. Uh, what and little oil what, is left. What, what, yeah, what little oil is left. Um, and, and so it's everything is local. And so if... Uh, you probably have experienced buyers from other parts of the state or mm-hmm. other parts of the country coming to Bakersfield uh, and not having a clue what this market is all about. Right. They're willing to offer much more than the properties are worth. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a different perspective. Uh, our Our area is special in the fact that we still have a lot of land to grow into, right? And so we don't have. We're going out rather than up, mm-hmm. uh, and people are not not quite used to that. And then, of course, they're not used to the, or they're used to urban areas with high traffic volumes and uh, congestion and what have you. Not that Bakersfield is not getting that. Yeah, we're way. getting there, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, it's it's a different atmosphere and. 
over the years, I think you've probably experienced, as I have, uh, people who will move to uh, Bakersfield that maybe they're transferred in from a uh, one of their employers or a national company, and uh, they they live here two to three years, and and uh, then they uh, they receive the offer to be transferred again, and they say, "I don't want to leave. I don't want to go. I don't mm-hmm. want to go. I mm-hmm. I kind of like it here." Yep. I hearkened to a gentleman, by the way, that uh, did an appraisal for this just last summer. He was from Pasadena. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he uh, had come to Bakersfield. He looked around. He actually purchased a home in Del Webb Solera out mm-hmm. in the Rio Bravo area. Uh, and uh, I had asked him at the time, uh, I says, what motivated you to move to Bakersfield? And he says, well... He says, 50 years ago, we bought our little 1,400-square-foot house on a 4,000-square-foot lot in Pasadena. Um, And we just got tired of the congestion. We got tired of this hustle and bustle down here. So uh, we placed our uh, property on the market, and uh, we sold it for $900,000. And now I live in a 2,800-square-foot house that I paid $325,000 for. Right. And then I asked him, I said, well, what about the location? He says, we didn't expect that Bakersfield was such a hospitable town. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also had, had mentioned the fact that we figured out something. He says, from Bakersfield, you're two hours from everything. You're two hours yep. from the mountains, you're two hours from L.A., and you're two hours from the beach. Uh, so he said, it's uh, nice and, and Again, I asked him about heat because everybody complains about heat. Right. Uh, and he says, you know, it's not all that bad. He says, in living out in Rio Bravo, we get a prevailing northwesterly breeze in the afternoon, and it's very pleasant out here. It absolutely is. I keep telling people that side of town, it's cooler, and there's always yep. that breeze in the afternoon. Well, and uh, because it is on a 700-foot bluff, mm-hmm. uh, you're first to clear the fog in, <laughs> in February. But, you know, there's been so much building here yep. in the last few years that mm-hmm. I don't see the fog that I did when we no. first moved here. No, we, uh, of course, born and raised here, we had some, some pretty good fog days uh, mm-hmm. when I was working at Pacific Airlines in 1962. Uh, I remember we went an entire month, 30 days, in January and February with zero, zero conditions and fog, wow. and we could not land a flight or get a flight off the ground. Wow. So that is not the case anymore. No, it certainly isn't. So tell our audience, um, where do you pull your data from when you're trying to develop opinions about the Bakersfield market? I have kind of a treasure trove that I've developed of data, but uh, for the most part from the multiple listing services, okay. uh, from public record data services uh, such as CoreLogic and a couple of the other ones, uh, I have relationships with the Kern County Assessor, so mm-hmm. I can get assessor's information from them. And uh, then, of course, uh, there's other other more general uh, sources uh, such such as, for example, employment, uh, population, uh, that comes usually from the California State Department of Finance or the California State Department of, of Employment. Okay. Uh, some of the information that I glean from 
uh, from national sources, uh, and one of the best sources that I've found is the St. Louis Fed, which is the St. Louis Federal Reserve Bank, right. which is responsible for all of the data uh, that uh, is related to the economy. Uh, and they're, uh, for example, uh, once a year I'm able to pull uh, the GDP for the Bakersfield area, and uh, that just gives us another indicator. And by aggregating all the information and putting it through my brain, I come up, I come out with a forecast and come out with what I believe to be the accurate market conditions for Bakersfield. Okay. And so, you know, in the, the presentation you recently gave at the uh, Bakersfield Association of Realtors, you did talk about income, you talked about population, you talked mm-hmm. about employment trends. Tell us why you brought up these items. I mean, what impact do they actually play on the real estate market? And and how do you think that they're going to impact us here locally in 2023? Well, uh, we have to start somewhere. So I always like to, sp- uh, I like to start with the general data. Okay. Uh, general data, for example, is a GDP. Bakersfield GDP, it lags behind a year because the St. Louis Fed doesn't put that out uh, like every month like they do for national GDP. Okay. But the GDP, a gross domestic product, really gives you a picture of the health, economic health of a community because it measures uh, the value of goods and services produced uh, and sold in the community. Uh, for example, we found that the GDP uh, for 2019, from 2018 to 2019, actually dropped. Uh, so we're seeing, uh, I think the GDP was in the vicinity of about $45 billion. Okay. Uh, and it dropped to $42 billion. We haven't seen the 2020 numbers yet because they're that far behind. But at least it tells us that there is an impact of the economic health of the community. Uh, personally, uh, I believe that's been brought about uh, by the oil and petroleum industry okay. and um, the troubles and the issues that uh, face uh, that because it is uh, a big, big part of our economy. Okay. Uh, at one time, Kern County produced 90% of all the oil used in California. Right. Uh, no longer. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, so what about population? Do you think that, I mean, I, I look at the fact that we've got millennials being the largest generation, uh, surpassing baby boomers by far, mm-hmm. right? Um, is that not going to help um, continue to boost our housing market? with this because millennials are coming of the family formation age is that not going to help bolster our um, housing economy with demand in 2023 yes and and of course we look at we look at population characteristics uh, and to see what the natural growth has been and and of course uh in as a good example uh, one thing that i did forecast in 2019 uh, this was at the start of the pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, and my forecast was that uh, uh, we were uh, probably going to see 
uh, a decrease in births and an increase in deaths okay. naturally. Uh-huh. And in fact, that happened. Uh, mainly, the main part of that was COVID, uh, right. because about 25% of the deaths for 2020 were as a result of COVID. So we saw that. Uh, so our natural, uh, just the natural population of births versus deaths, uh, is 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 now trending in the other direction, where we're seeing less births and more deaths. Okay. As our economy or, and as our community ages, that's what's going on. And of course, as far as births are concerned, we're in a situation to where tough times and people, families don't want to reproduce. Okay. But that's not just unique to Bakersfield. It's unique to everywhere. Okay. So how would you describe our current market in Kern County, our current real estate market? Well, currently, and, and I'll relate back to the fact that uh, our real estate market, like every other real estate market, is cyclical. Mm-hmm. So we always have um, the prime marketing season, which I kind of classify as as April, May uh, through August. Uh, that's when most people are interested in buying and selling houses, be on vacations, uh, they want to move, they want to get their kids in before escrow closes, get, get their kids in so they get to school. And, and then after that time, as we approach the holidays as we are now, uh, the trend seems to go to what we call an off-peak market season. Many people just remove their houses from the market because they don't want buyers traipsing through during right. Thanksgiving and Christmas and what have you. So that kind of is a natural slowdown in the market, which we fully expect during the winter months. And as you, uh, uh, for appearance purposes, mm-hmm. you look at the prime marketing season and you drive up to a house and your curb appeal is great. You got beautiful green lawns and everything looks great. And then in the wintertime, you have brown lawns. And of course, um, not so much, we talked about fog, but you know, not so much but fog, but uh, still a swimming pool is, is less appealing during the winter than it yes, is during it is. the summer. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of things that go into it. So we naturally see a slowdown and we usually see a dip in prices during the off-peak season of uh, anywhere from 3 to 4%. Okay. Uh, after, after the first of the year, things start to gear back up again and, and then the market will transition into a peak marketing season where you'll see the highest prices, you'll see the most demand. Okay. Perfect. You know, I got to tell you, this was an excellent introduction, and I think this is a great place for us to take a break. Sure. Um, before we do, can you tell us how to reach you? Uh, I am uh, currently, I closed my offices down in September of 19 and moved home. Okay. So I'm working out of my home office right now. But uh, if you wish to reach me, uh, you can reach me uh, at uh, 327 9045. Uh, or if you wish to email me, Gary at affiliatedappraisers.biz. Perfect. When we get back, I've got a lot more questions for Gary about his market predictions for 2023. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after this break. You're listening to the Kern County Real Estate Review with Lori McCarty on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. We'll be right back.
You're listening to KNZR, 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, and streaming live on KNZR.com. And we're back this morning with the Kern County Real Estate Review, featuring our host, Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group. For all your real estate questions, call Lori at 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. Or go online to themccartygroup.com. You can also follow Lori on social media. For Facebook, follow her at The McCarty Group or on Instagram at Lori underscore McCarty. And to keep up with all the real estate news in Kern County, you can follow this show on Facebook and Instagram at The Kern County Real Estate Review. There you can also submit questions you'd like Lori to answer on air or suggest topics you'd like her to cover on Saturday mornings. And this morning, we're talking with Gary Crabtree, a local appraiser and a real estate expert. And Gary, when the housing market declines, what kind of impact does that have on appraisers? Well, the impact on appraisers, it becomes more difficult, first of all, Mm -hmm. uh, to be able to uh, appraise because uh, you've got ongoing trends. And we've seen an ongoing trend here where within the last three months, our market has faltered. And we're starting to see more and more properties on the market in terms of listings, and we see less demand. So uh, that is, I think, probably a direct result of interest rate increases um, and uh, inflation. Yeah, I think you're 100% right. Um, Now, before the break, we were talking about various trends and what effects they could have on the real estate market, population being one of them. Mm-hmm. I know in our office, um, we still get quite a few clients um, that are moving here from Los Angeles or the Bay Area, just as you were mentioning as well. Um, are you still seeing any sort of trend of people still moving to Kern County from other areas in the state? I don't think as much, uh, and of course, I'm not privy to that information because I don't have a direct line to realtors who can tell me that information. Uh, I've always wished that I could do a survey uh, of realtors to get uh, a more accurate idea of where the buyers and sellers are coming from, what their motivations are, why Mm -hmm. are they leaving. Right. Uh, I did one of those surveys, uh, Jimmy, must have been at least 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was so labor intensive. Oh, I can imagine. Uh, and I think I, I actually mailed out uh, pieces of mail to every realtor in Bakersfield and asked them if they would fill out the following survey information and mail it back to me. I think I got about 560 responses, which was pretty good. It is. Uh, and it did give me a really good idea mm-hmm. of uh, what was going on, what the motivations were. Uh, where the people were coming from, and so on and so forth. I think what we in Bakersfield and the Central Valley of California has enjoyed is the the pandemic was actually a blessing to us because everyone uh, at that point in time, prices were increasing mm-hmm. uh, to a point where they became unaffordable in the, in the Los Angeles area where the median price was $750,000, in Orange County, where the median price was eight hundred and fifty thousand or nine hundred thousand uh, dollars, on the coast where it was eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars, in San Francisco where it was over a million dollars, right? Uh, and uh, so, with the pandemic, the people had the opportunity then to be able to work from home, right? 
that brought a, a, a real, I think, a real a big amount of immigration to our community because they're saying, why do I have to pay $800,000 for a house in Orange County when I can move to Bakersfield and buy the same house for $350,000 and work for home in a less stressful environment? So I, I think Central Valley of California really was blessed by the, by the pandemic with Absolutely. respect to the real estate. And that's what caused the real estate market to take off. And prices increased exponentially because, as you well know, during that time we had little supply mm -hmm. and big demand. And so prices were being driven by multiple offers and uh, uh, everything else that would cause a market to go up with heavy demand. Absolutely. And so I think that we've kind of gotten over that now that the pandemic has calmed down. So I don't see those people moving here anymore. Uh, there'll be st probably some. Uh, and they could very well be uh, in the retiree group because mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. those people, uh, like I mentioned, the gentleman from Pasadena who sold his house for 900000 moved to Bakersfield. He's happier here, and he's got money in the bank. Right. He's for a third well. of the price for he a was third able of the price. to. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that uh, we're going to see that same. In fact, uh, in speaking with uh, some of the uh, other appraisers and some of the companies that I do relocation work for, we found that uh, the uh, the big employers are starting to see that the people who work for home are less productive. Yes, they are. A and so they're either calling them back in the office and saying, hey, you better move to Los Angeles or we'll cut your salary by 15%. Right. And so... Facing the salary cut, they have a choice to make, and I would say 90% of them are saying, that's fine with me, I'll stay right where I'm at. Well, yes, because I think that so many people have appreciated the ability to work from home. Mm -hmm. And yes, as an employer, regardless of what the employee has said, it, it's been very evident mm -hmm. that... Um, you can't be as productive when you're working from home because there are just natural distractions at home, uh, whether that is children, whether that is the TV, whether that is neighbors, sure. whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but there are so many benefits from being able to stay at home. Look at what you're saving on gasoline. Look exactly. at what you're saving, <laughs> um, you know, in wardrobe, right, sure. oh, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I think that... You know, there's got to be a balance there. Uh, and for many people, as you mentioned, it is the ability to live somewhere and own their home that they might never, never have been be able, able to, to afford, afford it, yep. right, in exactly. a higher price location. Sure. Now, at that same uh, meeting that uh, you presented uh, to the Association of Realtors, one of the things that you mentioned that was uh, just blew my mind was the affordability factor here in Bakersfield, mm -hmm. which with our rising prices, um, it turns out that I think the number you told us at that time was our affordability factor here in Bakersfield was 32%, um, meaning that only 32% of our population could afford a home. But while that sounds horrible, um, that was double the average of California. Yeah, California's uh, housing affordability index is 
but uh, yet the last the most recent numbers uh for because i think that was based on september's numbers mm-hmm. now i think october's numbers show only 27 percent mm-hmm. is that right and of course that's directly attributable to the increase in interest rates yeah uh, because uh, obviously every time that the interest rate increases and you know, we're looking at a almost a 350 basis point increase in interest rates uh, for you and I the um, the elderly in the real estate business <laughs> we have seen and you know, when I started in the savings and loan business in 1962 we had two interest rates 6.6 and 7.2 Wow. But we were paying 4.5% on our passbook savings accounts, too. Yeah, yeah. big difference. So, mm-hmm. But we've seen we've seen the interest rates go up under the Carter era and everything mm-hmm. else. I was mm-hmm. looking at the 30-year fixed prime rate uh, during the Carter area was 18, 18.5%. Right. And at that point in time, the real estate market really shifted to uh, – not just the fact that they were buying a home, they were buying financing at the same time yes, because these because these people could not afford 18.5%. So that became the advent of the all-inclusive deed of trust, uh, silent seconds, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, so people were, and that was a real trouble, that was a real problem with the real estate appraiser. We're trying to determine what the real value is, how much is attributable to the real estate, and how much is attributable to the financing. Absolutely, and so it was. Uh, it was a real challenge during those particular points in time. So when we talk about interest rates right now at seven percent, let's say, uh, we've been there and done that. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be a, a market breaker. Uh, the ones that get hurt the most are the low income or the entry level buyers, uh, whose uh, income is not appreciating at the same rate of inflation, um, and. You know, I think I figured the other day just the increase in the interest rates from last year to this year, um, the uh, the typical buyer in order to qualify for a 30-year fixed 80% loan uh, would have to have an increase in his uh, in his annual income of almost 30%. Wow! So that's what's causing this all to take place where it is right now. Current conditions, you ask me, and I would say that we could consider ourselves, first of all, partly normal mm-hmm. because we're moving into the off-peak market season. Right. So we expect this to slow down. Um, but on the other hand, I find that the market uh, I would classify as uh, somewhat unstable. Okay. And the reason I say it's unstable is that uh, what I've experienced in the last three months is we're seeing sales prices in subdivisions that are all over the board. Right. So y- you could find the same floor plan of the same house selling for as much as twenty to thirty thousand dollars difference between the two. So it all boils down to condition. Mm-hmm. It all boils down to motivation. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people uh, obviously. Uh, are going to become highly motivated because uh, they're having a tough time making ends meet, buying groceries, putting $7 a gallon gas in your car, right? and so on and so forth. So, you know, we have to consider that that's why I would classify the market as somewhat unstable right now because we don't see a fixed pattern uh, of prices as far as increasing, decreasing, and everything else. 
overall, yes, we have seen since uh, June, and we've seen uh, a, a relatively steady in decrease in pricing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, that's brought about by increased interest rates and supply and demand. Do you think interest rates are um, going to continue to rise? I expect that they will. Yes. Uh, where? Who knows? Uh, I mean, if they keep if they keep spending money and adding to the national debt, <laughs> there's no, no way that they can get it under control. And uh, and I think the Fed's running out of bullets real fast. I so I believe that yeah, we're probably going to be in for at least two, maybe three hikes in 2023. Okay. Um, So if you look back uh, to the beginning of 2022 or maybe the end of 2021, Mm -hmm. were there some predictions that you made for this past year um, that came true or that were inaccurate? Well, um, you know, forecasting is... uh, It's a tricky business. It's a very tricky business and everything else. I mean, you know, I'll put myself in the category of the political pollsters. They are getting it wrong all the time. All the time. But... uh, And we appreciate you for putting yourself out there because, you know, many of us look to you for giving us some sense Mm -hmm. of of where we're headed. sure. Right. Yeah. In fact, I can remember back uh, in 2012, uh, I was invited to speak before a uh, large realtors breakfast. uh, And uh, it was in 2012. Uh, I ran the numbers. I saw what was going on in the marketplace. And I predicted that the market would increase in 2013 by 30 percent. I was laughed out of the room. <laughs> the market increased by 30% in 2013. Mm-hmm. It was the watershed year that we have all the pent-up demand right. and everything from the crash of the bubble finally took hold and we shot up 30%. But last year, uh, what I basically had, had forecasted that tax increases was going to cause consumer prices to rise, mm-hmm. net disposable income to decline, so we're going to have impacts upon home prices and home demand. Um, I also predicted that any move to renewable energy will have a negative effect upon our economy. Uh-huh. Uh, increased regulations will cause an increase in costs, yep. especially to builders. Yep. FHA policies and regulations will increase the cost of doing business. Yep. And then birth rates will decline and deaths will increase. Lucky there. So uh, as far as uh, a price increase was concerned, uh, I considered that we would still continue on this year. And right now, uh, if we can extrapolate out the rest of the year since we're in De- at the end of December, mm-hmm. so we don't have the December data, but if you take the 11 months and extrapolate that, um, I'm, I'm looking at the numbers and it appears that uh, – First of all, we're going to have about an 18.5% decline in sales volume. Okay. Um, and uh, as far as 2022, our overall appreciation rate was going to be about 15%. The year before, it was 16%. Wow. That's, so it was, that's great numbers. It's good numbers. But coming in 2023, um, with the increase in rates, 
uh, and with uh, with every uh, everything else is taking place and everything, I think our market has turned the corner. It turned it in June, actually. It did. Uh, and uh, so I'm anticipating that we'll probably see a decline of 8 to 9% in price over the next year, 2023, which is nothing like what we had in the housing bubble mm-hmm. where we saw a 62% decline in the market right. over two years. So all those millennials, all those baby boomers we talked about at the beginning of the show, they're just wrong. Well, I, I think it's all perception. Right. And, of course, uh, when they take surveys, who are they listening to? They're listening to the media. Right. Of course they are. Not to the real estate experts. So that's what you see for Bakersfield, Kern County in general. What about for the U.S. as a whole? Where do you think it's headed as far as its real estate market? I I think it's going to be very close to what we are going to experience in Bakersfield. I think this is a nationwide problem, and so I don't expect that. Sure, there's going to be markets that are hot, like in Florida and some of the other areas, but uh, I I think uh, the U.S. as a whole is going to see probably a similar type of of reaction at least that's what freddie mac fannie mae Kay schiller all of the economists are telling us all the big ones mm-hmm. okay great adelaide I, you look like you got a question or two you want to ask <laughs> mr crabtree this is so much great information oh, too. it really and, is and uh, one thing i think about obviously we've talked about interest rates and how they're affecting home prices we know that do we see any easing on the interest rates in the next year two years i think not mm-hmm. i think that uh, again we're still fighting that inflation and the and the one thing that they fed uses to fight the inflation is interest rates so they're going to have to keep increasing the interest rates to get the inflation under control um and that's not a 100 percent guarantee that that's going to even work right mm-hmm. the other question is you mentioned my savings account getting four and a half percent. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. <laughs> yeah, that was in the, that's in 1962. That will happen again. <laughs> and, uh, now, if you can get uh, half a percent, you're doing good. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that right? Oh yeah. Well, and one thing I want to point out when you talk about an eight or nine percent decline in values over mm-hmm. 2023, mm-hmm. that number. Even if we see that much of a drop in home values, that's still well above home prices prior to the pandemic, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, if we look at uh, we look at home prices, say in nineteen in twenty twenty, the uh, annual median price in twenty twenty mm-hmm. for the year was two hundred eighty thousand dollars. In okay. twenty twenty one, it was three hundred twenty five thousand dollars. In 2022, it's 375,000. So there's still, you know, $50,000 increase in in the uh, price in, uh, price index over, you know, over the last 12 months. Yeah, so that's huge. Yeah, it's it's not. <laughs> the world isn't. No, is not the sky apart. is not falling, Chicken Little. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it goes back to my my latest saying: facts, not feelings. Right. That's right. Um, you've got to look at the data. You got to look at the numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, Gary, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your busy schedule to spend it with us today. Oh, you're um, most certainly welcome. You have shared a wealth of knowledge with us about uh, the facts and figures, about the data, 
that you use to collect to help make you the amazing appraiser right. and uh, real estate market expert uh, that you are. You did uh, ask a question, and I, you brought it up because it's kind of off the wall, but I think it's good for Kern County to know just how dependent we are on oil. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that dealt with the assessed value of oil yes. in our reserves. Uh, because Kern County is unique in that we have this very rich source of income right underneath our feet. Yes. That is not being allowed to be tapped. Mm -hmm. But to put it into perspective, if we look back at assess values, because we, the assessor can assess oil reserves uh, every year, and the oil companies are taxed on those reserves. But if you look at uh, 10 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, almost 32% of the total assessed value of all property, including assets, oil and assets, was 32%. Wow. Today, it's 11%. Oh, my. One thing that saved Kern County was mm-hmm. during the housing bubble crash. Mm-hmm. We had the rich resources of oil where the assessed value, our assessed value of real property dropped 29% during the housing crash. Mm-hmm. The assessed value on the oil reserves, I said 29%, $29 billion. The assessed value on the oil reserves increased $28 billion. We were the only county in California not to lose tax revenues because of the housing crash. That's incredibly important. Mm -hmm. Okay. Makes all the difference in the world, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, again, thank you very much for being here. Before we go, tell our listeners one more time how to reach you. You can reach me at Affiliated Appraisers. It's uh, my own business Sole proprietor. I used to have seven appraisers working for me, and I, I found out that I was spending too much time managing the business and not doing what I'd love to do, and that's appraise property. So 327-9045. Perfect. As always, a heartfelt thanks to each and every one of you for tuning in today and for tuning in each and every week. Today, we've introduced you to local appraiser and real estate market expert, Gary Crabtree, and we've given you some insight onto what he predicts will be the future of our 2023 real estate market, which we hope you found enlightening and informative, because I know we sure did. Be sure and tune in again next Saturday at 11 a.m. when we'll have another fun and exciting topic for you. I know Adelaide and I both look forward to visiting with you again then. And we want to take this opportunity to wish each and every one of you a Happy New Year's. As a quick reminder, you can revisit the details of today's topic or encourage someone who'd benefit from today's information by tuning in to an encore presentation of the show each Sunday morning at 8 a.m. here on KNZR just before Sean Hannity. Or you can listen to all of our shows wherever you get your podcasts by searching the Kern County Real Estate Review. Last but not least, you can certainly listen to them on our website at themccartygroup.com where you can listen to your heart's content. This is Lori McCarty with the McCarty Group of Coldwell Banker Preferred Realtors and your host of the Kern County Real Estate Review, 
Wishing you and yours a blessed day and a fantastic week ahead. You're listening to 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. We'll be back next week.